morning. It is the fifth day of April 2022, and I am here today as your host of the Code Enforcement Network. Uh, my co-host, P. Roque, couldn't be here today, but no worries. We have a phenomenal uh, uh um, my gosh, a phenomenal guest. I'm losing my words here, Mr. <laughs> Kevin Hurst. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness, I haven't had enough coffee. Um, in any case, we had an awesome conversation before we came on, and we're going to dive into that a little bit more because I think it's super important to hear the message that Kevin has to tell us. But before we get into the nitty gritty of all that good stuff, um, I'd like to introduce Mr. Kevin Hurst, who is a consultant to code departments, um, national trainer and an animal safety guru. So if you are looking for someone that you want to bring on board, that you want to have come and present for your jurisdiction, for your team, um, even if you're out there doing animal control or anything like that, any other type of service, whether it's postal service, anything that has to do with interaction of um, animal safety and keeping safe out in the field, this is your guy. So with that, good morning, Kevin. Hey, what's up, CC? How's it going? I'm great. You know, I'm always great. I'm ready. Ready. Let's get it. That's right. That's right. So we're going to start off with tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in. How are you? Who are you? Who's Kevin? What makes the world turn for Kevin? All right. So I am a cruelty investigator by trade uh, adjunct professor for the University of Missouri uh, Law Enforcement Training Institute. I currently I'm still working in the animal control field. I've been raised and born and bred on animal control throughout um, Georgia. I did that for about 26 and a half years. I've been an adjunct for about 12 years. And I you know, have a consulting uh, firm that's on Big Time Speakers, LLC. I go across the country, everybody hires me. And um, I put my peeps on, my dude and dudettes, and um, we get it cracking. We talk about animal cruelty, the code enforcement, to law enforcement type of problems they have with dealing with Fluffy and make sure we can actually save Fluffy, we have to investigate Fluffy, or try to correct the irresponsible pet owners. And you know, educate, investigate, eliminate the problem. That's it. Right, right, that's that's amazing. And you know what I really like that you said, you said, um, I'm a consultant with Big Time Speakers LLC and I cannot love that name enough. I think that's <laughs> Big Time Speakers LLC. I mean, if that doesn't tell you a lot about who you guys are, what you do, what you bring forth nationally, um, I don't know what else would, right? Um, I do uh, think it's amazing that you've been an adjunct professor for 12 years. Um, it's something yeah. that we really look for, you know, as far as um, diving into training components. I know for me, when I'm leading my teams, that's one thing that I really see out is who am I going to bring forth, what their level of experience is, um, you know, their background as far as, okay, you know, is, is this going to fit? Is this going to fit our company? Is this going to fit my team? Is Are they going to get something out of this training? And I can't tell y'all enough that we actually had Kevin on um, last year to do an animal uh, safety presentation for us. And it was just outstanding. Um, we were talking, Kevin, just a little bit ago, how important it is to um, really understand the dynamics of that. Because when we talk about, for example, in code enforcement, as you know, we talk about, well, you know, we, we have to be safe, right? Officer safety is always number one for, for many of us, right? If not all of us, it should be. It's, it's important because we're interacting all the time with different folks from different walks of lives. However, it's not just officer safety from a direct attack from a person it's officer safety in walking in and out of buildings. It's officer safety in, um, you know, disaster prone areas when you're following up doing assessments. It's officer safety when you're encountering different types of animals while out in the field. Can you dive in a little bit as to what led you to kind of get into, you know, uh, officer safety or animal control safety, if you will, some of the stories, some of the things that maybe you've seen, um, downfalls, uh, things that we should be looking at a little bit more closely and learning from? Okay. So the biggest thing I grew up in my background is animal control. And I did that for several years in different capacities like that. And then I kind of fell into animal cruelty, which is my forte, which I love. I love investigations. And then I was um, taken under the wing of Dr. Merck, who kind of punched me and put me in a headlock. She's a world-renowned forensic uh, veterinarian and uh, she made me get serious about my craft but 
let's talk about my early career. Being an ACO is similar to being code enforcement officer where you go out there and you go to the public and you answer complaints. Because, you know, a lot of us don't understand. Not when people call 911, they call a complaint and hope they get the right person that's coming out, right? So when you get there, hopefully you got the information from the dispatcher, communications, facts, or whatever. You get the information and then hopefully you haven't fallen into automatic pilot where this is routine. It's hard because we do this so much. It's hard to not get out the vehicle and not bring your safety equipment. Don't uh, pursue the uh, area before you get out because you, you, you've done it so many times. So my thing is like treat every call as the first. Difficult. Difficult after five years. Difficult. So when you go out, you're like this. Okay, uh, what do I see? Uh, is the gate? Is the gate broken? Is it open? All right. Uh, how many toys in the yard? Is there a be aware dog sign? Is there a dog? Is there a dog ball? And I go through what's my exit plan in case killer comes out. Okay. Because I love me. I love me. I love me so much. Okay. It's team me because I want to make sure I make it back to my vehicles. So I can drive away. But when I'm out there, I want to actually knock on the door and move a few steps back so I can see what's going on. Am I listening for a dog? Am I listening for a person? I want to figure out how do they answer the door? And I go through a, a segment where um, I knock on the door. It's two types of knocks, okay? I'll do them real quick. That's interview. That's popo. So depending on knock on the door, you might get a response, okay? And the same thing with the animal. Animal cats don't react like that. Cats go in the corner and looks look at you. Dogs will bark, high pitch, low pitch, ferocity, vicious. It doesn't, you don't know. But if you see the dog from afar, you can for the most part, judge the body language. And then you go from there. I've been doing this so long that sometimes I actually get on automatic pilot, but not when I'm training. If I'm FTOing, I do everything by the book. I follow SOPs, stuff like that. I make sure, because I don't want to teach anybody bad habits. You know what I'm saying? Because CC, we've been in this business where you're like this, okay, I got this. And you know, you like, bop, 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 bop. But the person you're training is like, bop, bop, what the hell does bop, bop mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're used to just going through it, you know? And when I get out there, I'm like this, okay, I slow it down. The biggest thing is rapport and where is the dog? If it's a dog, where is it at? You don't wanna, and I show this in classes, you don't wanna knock on the door, don't give yourself enough space. We call that a reactionary gap. You have to give yourself enough space to react and you wanna have something in your hand to feed the dog if it comes to you. That's a book. That's a clipboard. That's anything that can potentially keep you from getting bit. And the biggest thing I would tell anybody and everybody who's listening, do not fall. One fall, that's all. Okay? Real talk. Right. You do not want to go to the ground. You want to get up, stuff like that. Maintain your alpha presence if possible and go about your job. Me, it's rare that I come out with a catch pole, depending on what it is. But I have an aspiton. I might wand back. Or a leash I might spin around. Or, you know, my favorite is the umbrella. I bring an umbrella, dog come at me. I go like this, the umbrella, the dog's like, oh my God. Oh my God, Shazam. You know, the dog's like, what the hell is that? It's a force field, damn it, it's a force field. You know, I just move the animal back and I go about my business. I don't worry about it because I'm so used to doing this. But um, my job is to establish rapport, make sure everything is safe and de-escalate so I can resolve the problem. And I have fun doing it. Now, I've been doing this for 30 years. I am ancient in the field. <laughs> I love that. You know, you're you're ancient. Well, shoot, if you're ancient, I'm I'm trailing you. I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, you know what? Couple key points. You you mentioned something so important. You said when I'm out in the field, whether it's FTO, I'm training the new guy, the new gal. You know, I'm doing everything by the book because right. you're right. You know, when we get out there, oftentimes we want in and we want out. And when we're so automatic because of the years of service that you're like, boom, boom, boom. I always say, you know, when you've been in this uh, business for so long, you can show up to a property and call out 10 violations just just while sitting at your car. Right. Because yeah. you're so yeah. good. You're, you're automatic. Yeah. But what is true is, you know what, if you're training somebody, you want them to learn through your SOP, through your policies, procedures. You want them to understand every facet of what what you do, how you do it, so that they don't pick up any any of anything else outside of that procedure. And then eventually they're gonna find their niche, right? They're gonna right. find what works for right. them. Um, right. And also, 
then you keep going through and you keep learning from the person that's training you and you, you pick up some of those tools of the trade, but right. essentially you want to funnel back to that. So I think that's, that's really awesome. Um, the other thing you said, you know, I love me so much. I love me so much. Yes. <laughs> love yourself so much to not get complacent. And, and that's the other thing that comes yeah, that's the other thing that comes in when we've been doing this for so long. Sometimes, you know, we get we get a little bit of a big head because we're like, hey, I've been in this business for so long. I got this. I'm good. You know, I go in and I go out and I'm all right. But that's complacency, right? That's That can be complacency. Yes, we can be good at what we do. But when we start getting complacent, that love that we have, have for ourselves starts to kind of dwindle a little bit because we're like, mm, we're good, we're good. And we're not really auto-focused on keeping truly safe. Well, the, the, biggest thing, the biggest thing I agree, uh, the biggest thing I've seen is going from field to sometime office and losing your skills because you've been in the office. So when you have to go back in the field, you're rusty, you know, um, you're, you're just rusty and you're like this. Oh, damn. Because, you you know, I mean, you got complacent a little bit. And then I'm like this. OK, because I took off 26. I was off maybe I mean, out in the field. I was off maybe two years. I was just you know, teaching. And then when I got back to working, um, I was rusty. CC, I was actually rusty. You know, I got out there and I'm like this. You know, you think it's going to come back like, you know, Shimon. Right. It did not Shimon. OK, I was like, yeah. oh, damn. <laughs> you know, you know, you get caught out there like this. Oh, you know, and you hear that. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. You know, and then and then it comes back and you're like, this, OK, there I am. Like now when I go out, I think I'm, fly, I'm flying out somewhere. I come in there and I see I like to do a ride along if possible in the area that I'm, you know, I'm at because I, I still learn. I still learn and I want to pick up tricks of the trade that I can use to be better. I've been doing this a long time, but I still learn, you know, yeah. and a lot of people don't think they're like, well, I've been there, done this. And I've seen everything you might have, you might have, but getting complacent, like you said, bad, bad for your health. You know, um, right. when I knock on doors, stuff like that, I go out here stuff like that. I'm like this. Okay. What if this happens? What if this happens? I go through a whole, what if a big, what if, you know, and I'm like this. Okay. So in case it goes, I'm like this, I'm prepared. I'm a big Uda. I'm a big Uda person uh, as a military term. Again, if you observe, orient, decide and act. I'm huge because I gain off my experiences not to do them again. I have two kids, terrible and bearable. Uh, one of them, one of them, CC, is um, she learns from other people's mistakes. My son, the boy, the, I love him. The boy's slow. He has to go through it, CC. He has to go through it. And I don't want none of, none of anybody we're talking about to go through it. Learn from somebody else's mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I digress. Right. Right. No, I like that. Terrible and bearable. I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> awesome. That's really great. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the other thing, too, that you said, Kevin, was, you know, not only um, loving yourself, not becoming complacent, but always treating every call as if it's your first. And the important thing about that is that your interaction, right, your interaction, the way that you show up, even the knock, that the example that you gave, and I cannot agree with you enough on that, that will set the tone for the rest of the, the rest of the interaction that you're going to have, whether it's with a person, whether it's with an animal, that's going to set the tone because they're going to vibe off of what you're putting out, right? right? If you're, you're right. showing up with a hard knock, you're already exuding that, that, um, you know, yeah. enforcement right that presence right that, hey, right, right, right. versus right. hey i'm here to just chat and figure this right. out can right. we get this right. done right. right right so that is super instrumental um one of the things too is combining that with uh perhaps what you're saying right your vibe that you're putting out how you're showing up i always say that kinesics is super important because kinesics oh, yeah. is all gestures right you're, how yes. you're looking at people because you could be speaking words and speaking loudly with your eyebrows actions. we call it the um micro micro expressions and exactly. um a lot of people don't understand kinesis at all and um yeah. my thing is i pick up on a lot of things when i walk in the yard okay i come on the block if i see a flag you like a particular team i'm like this got it i pick up on so much okay then um i see i smell something cooking i'm like this. i'll, I'll suggest anything to gain rapport yeah. Right. And resolve. You, you got to meet them 
hopefully here, because when you knock on the door, they don't know they was causing a problem. You're the problem. And the thing is, just like, okay, hey, I'm Officer Hurst, because you, you've been cursed out before. I've been cursed out. Woo! And some of them are good. Some of them are so good. I'm like this. Oh, man, that was a good one. Let me write that one down because it's so good. I'm like, I felt that, you know, but then I'm like this. And I give everybody 90 seconds for verbal judo where I let them burn sugar off. Right. I'm like this. OK. All right. I don't offer them another Snickers, but I'm like, we OK now. And then we go. All right. And then as far as the animal, the animal takes cues, especially this dog from their owner. So if the owner's hot, the dog score might be hot or apprehensive or defenseful. And that could be a big problem. So what I try to go like this, calm them down, put Fluffy over here, because I don't want to handle Fluffy and handle you. I want to sure we like this. We're working this out. All right. right. This is right. Uh, we talk about huddle for football. We go like this. Let's talk. Let's talk and go from here. And I'm like this. Hey, I'm here. I had a complaint. Then I tell them real quick. I'm not sure who the complaint was. It came in anonymous. True or false, it don't make a difference. Because first they right. say, what they say, who called? I know it's Miss Jackson, right? You're like, dude, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. You're like, Musa, help me get through this. But as far yeah. as doing with the, the animals, sometimes it's the animals, but usually it's a neighbor dispute because somebody yeah. called about high grass, right? Yep. What they called about the boom of music or noise violation, you're like this. So you when you get there, they're on guard, you know? And I'm like this, I get like, it's like, I got, I got, I got to try to figure this out. Okay. You know, and it can be challenging at the same time. At this point, Cece, I'm so woosah, girl, nothing, nothing coming to me forcefully. We might have a little problem. Other than that, I'm like this. Hey, let's talk. And they like this. Right. You want something to drink? Absolutely. We sit down and talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's so true. And, you know, and, and that's exactly it. They'll try to pry you for that information. I know who called. It was the neighbor next door. Right. And you're right. looking at them like poker face. Right. I'm not going to that way because right. they're right. going to know the moment that I look over. Right. That right. 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 <laughs> like, right. Like, right. No, I don't. What? No. You know, you're right. having that conversation, um, right. you know. <laughs> relating to them also what you said if there's a barbecue going on boom i got here just in time for lunch exactly exactly just breaking the eyes right yes. making sure you're cutting through that tension because i always say you know when you show up especially for those of us that are in uniform they already have a um preconceived notion right they, they have a perception of what they think that interaction is going to be like because you're showing right. up in uniform in so uniform, when you right. show yeah. And I always say, you know what, you can wear a pink shirt with purple polka dots and still rock out that communication if you're on point with that, that, you know, relatable content. Hey, right. how are you? Hey, oh, those roast, roast bushes. Awesome. I'm there you go. Exactly. What about that plastic in your driveway? Oh, man, I'm saving up for, for one of those or whatever. Exactly. It may. Exactly. Right, you're exactly. in the eyes. You're making exactly. sure that you're connecting with the folks um, that plays a lot into that officer safety component too, because now they're not looking at you as a threat per se. They're right, looking right. at you like, okay, this is a person. They're probably going to tell me some news, but I think I can handle the news a little bit better. Right. Um, I always say to Kevin, you know, when, when we're issuing a notice of violation after the inspection, so once we've completed the inspection, you know, always let them know, Hey, by the way, you're going to receive a letter in the mail. Right. And it's, it's, it's going to be formal. It might say notice of violation or, notice an order and i and i let them know ahead of time of the wording because right. when we receive a piece of mail just you and i and we right. see those words we're like what right 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 <laughs> you're like this yeah I, I, thought, I thought it was cool you're like yeah. this ain't cool exactly. <laughs> right exactly so if you let them know ahead of time hey you're gonna receive a letter it's, it's formality but you and i already talked we're gonna work together on this then it it takes away from that from that um little cut right from adding right. insult to injury if you will right excuse me so it's really important to make those connections so once you're on the property what are some of the things that you feel are super important outside of just establishing that report right connecting being relatable with someone what are some other things that you think are super essential to keep in mind all right. So um, depending on what the call is, if it's a, re a regular routine call about saying um, a dog was running loose, uh, the mailman or the code enforcement officer got chased back. <clears throat> those are easy. It's like, OK, where is your animal first? Because I don't want to trying to kill me. 
So make sure um, Fluffy's put away safely so we can converse and have. Be careful of going to somebody's house. I like to conduct everything at the front door or outside because their house, I don't know where it is. I don't know who else is in there. So that's huge concern. And then um, never walk by the person to close the door. Allow them to walk and you close the door rather than behind because you never want somebody behind you, if that makes sense. Then um, establish a rapport, sit down, like that. And again, so where's your dog at? Always be, <laughs> be clear where's the dog at in question because again, you don't want any surprises, okay? And depending on how comfortable you are, me, uh, I might be a clipboard with papers like that. I have my Aspiton, past tense, have tasers, or I have all these toys, but um, you do not want a combative situation in somebody's house. You don't, okay? Because unless you win a body camera, it's always their word against yours, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, um, I'm real open with everything. I'm like this, hey, we might have a little problem with this, but I'm gonna work with you with this. I need to know where Fluffy is at all times. I'd rather you put him in a room, put him in a, a, a pet carrier so we have no disturbance. Now, don't get me wrong. If Fluffy's out already and he's introduced to me, I'm like this, we okay? And I know how to tell the dog's body language. But again, when it's with the owner, it might be different. As soon as the owner raises his voice, so let me, let me here, here we go. So say you and your spouse, it does not make a difference. It's guy, 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 girl, girl, girl. It does not make a difference. If you and your significant other has a disagreement or fight, the dog will choose sides. This will happen, okay? And you find out, oh, my dog doesn't really love you. No, it really don't. Same thing when you're talking to the um, you know, uh, suspect or whoever like that. You, you want to keep the voices down because the dog will go on guard. Not good. So if you can keep it formal and professional and low key and not raise your tone. I, mean, I, I love what you said back before about tone. Tone is so key when you do anything and a level of how you come up because you can give me a side eye, but if your tone is down, I'm cool. You can even see that with typing. Sometimes you get a message and they use all caps. It's like, what you saying? Yo, man, what you saying? So the same thing when you talking to somebody, it's like, um, watching the tone the context makes and the content makes but watch the tone because then i have to watch the body language as far as the dog i'm not gonna lie to you depending on the movements of the owner i worry about the dog if the dog's like this a subtle growl i'm like this uh-oh I, I watch the body language on the dog as far as the tail tails energy tail big wagon good tail big wagon bad but that's just energy and um, I watch the hair, hackles, leaning forward, the ears. I watch everything. I'm like this, uh-oh, Fluffy about, Fluffy about to get knocked out. You know, but but at the same time, I'm like this, hey, can you, I feel more comfortable uh, if you put the animal away. You need to control the environment if possible so you don't feel threatened. You can go ahead and get in there and get out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all about what? Go in there, establish a rapport. We'll see what the problem is. Give them a notice to confine, comply, stuff like that, give them time and say, hey, it's not that big of a deal, but I need you to understand it can get a little serious. And they have a you know a nice tone to it where they like this. Oh, it's like that. Like, like you said with the um with the letter, they're gonna get a letter that's gonna be formal. It's not gonna be like how we talked, you know? And same thing with the interaction. So my thing is know the layout and never ever go inside the house and somebody's behind you. Not good. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, um, you learn a lot from hearing you. And, and I know that I've heard you speak on this. And every time that you start going in on, on what we need to look for, it, it just reminds me of, okay, and this is why it's so important to have these conversations, Kevin, and why I appreciate what you do, because it goes back to what I said earlier is code enforcement, not every call is going to be the same, right? right. Everything's going to be different every single time. Uh, we have to be chameleons in this field to be able right. to kind of, um, you know, navigate those waters, if you will, while we're having communications with folks. But in addition, we learn every day. We learn right. every single day. Um, right. So everything that you just said right now is perfect. Yeah, you know, having two people in a relationship, you something's happening, dog's going to take sides, you know, watching for, for the energy, watching for the energy. Yes, a wagging tail could be happy, could mean other things, you know, just... Right all of the symptomology or all the reactions, if you will, uh, right. as to how that pet is reacting to you based on the energy that it's human is putting out. It's right. also super important because they're going to, they're going to vibe off of that as well. 
Um, and I'm a pet owner of three, <laughs> three doggies, um, but each one of them are very different and each one of them react super different. But nonetheless, their energy speaks to how they're vibing off of me or my husband or the kids. So that's really important to understand. Um, the other thing, too, you said, yeah, making sure that you're you're taking control of that inspection in the sense that you're allowing the person that lives there to take the lead, right? You're going to let right. them take the wheel in the sense that they're walking you around because that way you don't put your yourself in a position of disadvantage. You're, right. You got your eyes on them the whole entire time and you're right. keeping safe that way. But in addition to that, they know their temple better than anybody else. Way better. Right? Way better. This is their, this is their home. They're going to know every nook and cranny, every extra room, any anything that has to do with that space. They're going to know it better than we do. So that's super super important to keep in mind. So when it comes down to um, tools that would be of help going out in the field, right? We we talk about what we already come with, right? Our our body language, our our choice of words, um, our kinesics. You know, that's something that we all we all have an ability to um, perfect, fine tune, if you will, work mm -hmm. on. Um, what other things do you think would be super helpful when we're sending our field staff out? So, um, depending on areas and remember uniforms already going to get a certain look. Mm -hmm. So, um, the more I say enforcement type of look like, um, SWAT. So when you wear a body, um, <coughs> carrier, a, a bulletproof vest carrier, the, the vest is outside rather than underneath. Right. Um, so that can be intimidating and it can be an issue. For us versus a regular shirt, uh, class A to a polo, which is class B, it could be less intimidating. Depending on what situation, where it is, because sometimes you, you need to dress the part. When you go in, you want to look professional at all at all times. You don't want to look disheveled because people take you upon what you look like. They're like this. If you if you look half dressed, they're going to treat you that way. Okay. So um, I think every officer that's going on the property need to have at minimum um, an OC spray or aspartan at minimum. Okay. I think you should have a pin always in your polo or in your ear. Okay. This pin can do work because I'm a tact. No, I do tactical. I can do a lot of work to get whatever up off you. Okay. Um, and then to me, gesture eyesight stuff like that because you guys won't have a catch pole or nothing like that but a clipboard depending on if it's a regular clipboard a plastic or metal that is a good tool okay that is a good tool to keep distance um the aspartan make sure he gets recertified make sure you him like that and um practice all your strikes stuff like that with both hands in case one of your hands go down you can actually look like you're doing something with your left hand okay but again you're there to resolve a problem and not attack anybody you're there to resolve a problem that might be minor or major but you don't want to assault nobody and you don't want to get assaulted so again the professional look right there it meets it's so far up because you come out again looking disheveled looking tacky people want to take you like that me i try to remain crisp all day and when i come out i'm assertive i lean forward um i'm pretty tall and big guy so i get that already i'm there like this you know, they're like this. I, and then I said, hey, I'm Officer Hearst. They're like this. And I say it, for the most part, without a command voice, but I was like, hey, I'm Officer Hearst. I have a tone. I have a tone. And they're like this. Uh-huh. I'm like this. Okay. And then it's the way I introduce myself with a handshake. Now, that's going to be in person. So it's a, uh, and this is a psychology thing, okay? I can hold your hand and squeeze. I can hold it and turn a little bit to take control of a conversation. But you got to know how to do that, okay? And it's just a lot of practice, okay? But the biggest thing is OC spray in case you have to make somebody back, hit the dog. Now with dogs and OC spray or mace or whatever, cayenne pepper, it can work. It cannot work. It can piss them off. They can like it. Okay. Uh, with people, depending on the degree, if it gets in their aerosol and their nozzles like that, it should work. Eyes, whatever. But it gets up here, that you know, they choke. Aspartan, again, is just to move back and retreat. I'm not trying to go ham on you. People don't understand this, okay? When you have any type of apparatus where you have you have to swing or anything, it's to create distance and go to your truck. Create distance and move back. 
Okay, you're not out there, you know, like hi you're not you're not doing anything like that. You're like this. Hey, 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 get back, get back, get back. And that's one of the um, training. First thing we say is get back, get back. We, we announce and then we say get back. And after that, all we want to do is retreat. We don't want to fight. OK, for, for the most part, we don't want to fight um, because you have to demonstrate on what you did later on. And you have to say an SOP and there are something called for, forgivable stripes. But you have to make sure your attention SOP while this thing is going on. It's hard. And that's hard, like getting attacked by a dog. A dog. Have you ever been bit by a dog? I have actually. Yeah, when I was and, younger. And and and, and th so so if it's younger, you still might have some feelings about that when an attack is happening, and it's either fight or flight. A lot of people don't get it. We had um um two people um the other day inside a kennel get attacked, and um this is a controlled environment in a kennel. This wasn't outside. Uh, this shouldn't have happened. But again, what you say, SOPs, fair to have protocols or failure to follow protocols. And then you can have the best training ever, ever. But if you don't practice good tactics, your training is for not. So no matter how great a teacher instructor you are, if they don't go practice what they learn correctly, null and void. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, exactly. And you know, to, to that, point um it becomes super instrumental you know for for me it's important for anybody out there that's doing code enforcement to have well-rounded training i think that's right. super super important but also i agree with you in that when you are taking on um certain tools you know like oc spray or, or um an asp that you do have to have that ongoing training because you don't get like a one-shot deal where you're like hey right. i did Class and now, like I have, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, bulletproof. You know, it, no, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. <laughs> it doesn't right. work. I proof. It doesn't work that way. Um, you have to have that ongoing training all the time. You have to stay up on that. Um, one class doesn't do it. It, it needs to be a consistent. You know, um, hey, we got to take this. Hey, we got to recertify. Um, doing the SOP is super, super important as well. But ultimately. As you said, it's it's important to understand your SOP because if you're if you're already perceiving a threat, right? You you already roll up to the property, you're perceiving a threat. That is your internal red flag telling you there's no reason why you need to continue this this inspection. There really and, isn't. And so, right? see, so, okay, so I can't speak upon most women, but some men are macho. I don't know what's wrong with us. Okay. Um, we have that Captain Kirk effect, okay? We think we can take <laughs> on the green giant and all that stuff, right? we like, I got this. But it's all these red flags talking about stop, call back up, and let's look at this differently. But it's like, oh, man, I'm Spartan. I got this. And then um, <laughs> they might, how you say, until you get there and you hear that at, at this point, Kevin knew he was, you know, you know I mean, you got to be careful. Um, and again, as we get older, our reflexes slow down. Okay. It really does. So, yes. you know, when I go out there, I'm always like, so, and for wh whoever has to work night shift or on call, right. it's dangerous after dark going somewhere. It's dangerous. You know, uh, first of all, you knock on somebody's door after dark. Not good. It's just right. not good. And then, you know, and then you're going to get the, who is it? You know, you you gonna get that, and you're like, well, how do you respond? Do you say, you say, call enforcement? You know, do you yell back? You know, what do you do? And then, um, because you're already up here, so you know, um, it's difficult. Me, I'm always, for the most part, I'm introduction communication. I want to talk to you. Knock ninety nine percent of the time. Now, don't get it twisted, okay? Uh, when it's time, when it's go time, when it's go time. Uh, I might even give you the aspartame knock when I'm dating your door, okay? But um, I do my best to go like this. Hey, let's talk. Everything's everything's workable. Everything, you know. There's no there's no sense in that things might be workable because you have people like um, once they hear, it's hard to bring them back, you know. And yeah. then sometimes when another officer comes up, it goes right back up, you know. And uh, right. the office is there for your safety, but they're like, oh, you go, you, you brought back up. And then it's like, oh, God, here we go. Because you just got yeah. them down. Or you might have the officer who come in who means good and they might be hyped, you know, 
And you, you like, okay, here we go again. You know, yeah. well, all you want to do is just resolve the problem, you know? Right. Right. That's true. I've seen that both both instances where you call some or you call law enforcement for backup, right? Or to clear or keep safe or civil standby, right. whatever right. it may be. Right. Um, and, you know, they, they show up and they're like, all right, what's my what's my role? Talk to me. Right. Please. Let, right. What are we doing? What do you want right. me to do? Right. 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 So, which is good. Which is good. Which is good. Right. <laughs> exactly. So you have to debrief and let them know, hey, this is what I want you to do. Hey, go ahead and clear, make safe. Right. Maybe ID just so that I know for future. So I know right. for now. Um, right. And sometimes you'll get law enforcement come in and they already got that like bravado, right? Like, yeah. what do we do? And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Just keep it chill. Just keep it chill. Right, 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 right. Right, right, right. 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 But it all comes in that communication as well as to how we're interacting with those departments is, and letting them know. And I always say, you know, when you're when you're having code enforcement convos, yeah, meet and greet. Hey, my name's Cece Muela, Kevin. I know you're law enforcement. I'd like to get right. to know you. Can right. we hook up for lunch? Right. Let's talk about how we can interact. And you establish that rapport even with those departments, animal control, law enforcement, fire, anybody, so that you when know. you do have those calls, you know yeah. exactly almost how you're going to interact a lot of, i'm glad you brought that a lot of departments do not talk with each other yeah. um do not work with each other and then like um certain departments they look like you know because the, the um the stigma on animal control they're dog catchers okay right. and then well that's a voodoo name in some places okay um and then like me back when i was in uh, you know with marcus and decab we would talk to each other departments like that crossover information because it's us it's not you it's not me it's us if you're working for the county it's us how you say it? papa and puff starsky and hutch i mean it's us <laughs> and, you know and the thing is i, I don't get some departments like this they, they you know they don't want to talk like that like i don't understand that i had and then your phone I have all my contacts in my phone. All right. I was, uh, you know, and I'm like, hey, I need this. Hey, and you, have, you, have, you have to have a contact person. Yeah. You know, you um, got code enforcement like that. You need to know um, 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 health department. You need to know animal control. You need fire safety. You know, you need to. And then you need to debrief somewhere. All right. Have a staging area and then a practice incident command, depending on how big it's going to be, you know, and then say, OK, everybody's good. OK, I don't have to be in charge. I like not being in charge, okay? But right. I need everybody to work as a team. You know, no egos, no egos. Check your ego at the door. Um, for some people, it's kind of hard. For me, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. See, see, I'm so at this point, I'm so laid back. I'm like this, whatever, what dog, whatever. I'm so, I'm so whatever. Back before, I was kind of type A. Back in the day, I'm okay now. A lot of therapy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, you said earlier, as we as we get a little older, we our movements, our reaction gets a little slower. Um, some of us are a little bit more complacent. Yes, there is that macho component or that. No, I got this. I, you know, I, I'm going to do this. Um, and, you know, I always I always say, you know, it has absolutely nothing to do with, you know, us saying you're not tough enough or strong enough. It has everything to do with how much you love your ankles and yourself and your body. Right. <laughs> Keep yourself safe. You know, don't get those ankle biters at you. You know, if you, if you have that red flag, that is your clue. If you're if you're the hair on the back of your you neck. You can feel it, though. You can feel it. Cece, you can feel it you like this. You know, I mean, okay, so so my daughter overdraft for soda and it costs her thirty six dollars. Okay. This is, you know, when she's sixteen, seventeen years old. It taught her a valuable lesson about, you know, overdrafting and banks like that, right? My son, I love him. Lo I love my son to death. Just spoke to him yesterday, right? He's the type that will see Jason Voorhees lives here in blood dripping and hear the He like, let's go. This looks like fun. Okay. <laughs> Totally yeah. different, you know. And uh, how, how many kids you have? I have three. Yeah. Okay. Boy, girl. Boy, girl. Uh, Two girls, one one boy. And I, I can, I get it. <laughs> yes, yes. Some of them are a little bit more savvier, and the other ones like, no, we're doing this. We're we're all in. We're committed. We're getting yeah, it done. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Think about yeah. it. 
You know, yeah. you know, doing this <laughs> doing this job, you should learn from your mistakes, or at least learn from other people's mistakes. Right. Or right in exactly. training, listen, listen to the mistakes other people made. You know. Yes. Yes, and you know, and to that point, um, I think everything that you said has been super helpful. Following that up with even working that in your groups as, um, you know, doing a little bit of skits, right? You know, role play, if you will. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? <clears throat> you know, I got to say that uh, once upon a time when I worked for a jurisdiction, part of the interview process for our new code officers was uh, something like that, where we had right. a scenario. And we right, had one right. of our admins come in, our, our ASOs, and she she was the irate customer. And it was because we wanted to gauge not the story that someone's feeding you, right? Because everyone's going to tell you a story as far as why they're the best candidate. But we right. wanted to right. see them under pressure. So right. how are you going to react, yeah. right? right? What, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? And it was really interesting to see the dynamics of some of them. They were really reactionary. Some of them were like, well, let's figure this out. And others were, were just like, I don't know, you know, let's right. 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 <laughs> what right. am I supposed right. to say? And I know that it could be a little bit of the element of being nervous because of the interview. But nonetheless, once you're in there, once you got your team talking about it, training on it, but then putting it to work. Right. All right. Let's go ahead and do the scenarios. And yeah. I think that that's why, um, you know, it's so successful, even when you're you have the ongoing training. As you mentioned, you do a lot of training. You keep up with right. that. You make sure that you're on point. It goes right. back to that being able to put what you're learning into practice. I, I do a lot of scenarios when I'm teaching because don't get me wrong. Some people are auditory, some visual, and some of them practical. Uh, adult learners love visual. They love visual for the most part because you know whatever. But you can you know you know you can do death by PowerPoint and put somebody to sleep, right? So I try to keep you up on a uh, engagement at the same time. Is this something you see? And I try to stay current. So I might show you a blast in the past, somebody getting mauled or attacked like that. And I'll show you something that happened yesterday and I show you like that. And then we say, OK, what would you do? And I pull anybody and everybody up and we go through a scenario. OK. And, um, you know, my Spanish is OK. A little OK. So my Jamaican, a little OK. My Haitian, garbage. OK. So, you know, I'll, I'll ad lib and do something like that. And, you know, it's funny, but at the same time, it's serious. And some people really rise up to the occasion. And other people like this, they get like shook almost. They're stunned. They're like this. They're like, oh, damn. I'm like, uh-huh. And this is practice. So what if this really happens? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's good to have those things in-house. So I used to, um, you know, past tense a long time ago, we used to have two roll calls a day. And I would kind of meet with the officers. I have one of my officers do everything. I come in there and um, I go over something that happened yesterday. I said, hey, does anybody have any brain farts they need to tell me about? <laughs> because you do so many calls, you do something like that that you forget. I call it a brain fart. It's not. Yeah, me too. I'm not gonna write you up over. You know what I'm saying? See, see, yeah. I'm not gonna write you up. I'm like, hey, anybody got brain farts like that? Oh yeah, I forgot this. Good, so somebody else can follow up, or you can follow back up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to kill you. Okay. At the same time, before the um the um roll call is over, I always ask, does anybody have anything they want to um suggest or think we should do? I don't have to have the right answers, okay? I might have to prove them, but I don't, I don't have the right answer. So I'm like this, you know, and there's no such thing as a dumb question. There is, but you know, for the most part, I'm like, what, what y'all got? And everybody feels they can give information, you know? And I'm like this, okay, and we're like, blah, 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 blah. And then we have um, in service training quarterly where we go over stuff. We go over new stuff, bad stuff, best practices. We go over stuff and you sign, you sign, you're like, hey, on this day I learned. Even if you ask for sleep, I don't care. You're going to sign. Bop, 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 bop. So I hold you accountable for you going out there. So you, I don't have to write you up for failure to read and understand, um, neglected duty, unbecoming. I don't have to do that. Now, will I? Uh-huh. But i rather coach you up so and put you in a game so you can get life experience. You know what I'm saying? It's about us. It's about this. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and that that just shows great leadership because you're you're in a sense, you're prepping them. Right. Hey, if you have yeah. a question about something, come to me. Let, let's get ahead of it before you get into a situation. I right. much rather talk about it, discuss it, hash it out. Everyone's listening. Everyone's here. We're all right. picking up the same information. Right. Great. 
Right. Now let's go out and do the thing versus right. I don't want to ask. I'm too shy. And then you go out there and do the thing. Something happens and then you have to come back, you know, and, and explain yourself. Oh, I should have asked you beforehand. Because usually we'll say, why don't you come talk to me? Right. With that, too, I always I always like to challenge our um, our managers, supervisors, officials out there. When you tell your staff that you have an open door policy, don't shut that door and crack open a window. If you have an open door policy and you're telling them, come to me, really make yourself available. Really make yourself available so that they feel comfortable enough to say, okay, maybe they already told me this 10 times, but I'm going to ask the 11th time. And we much rather have you come that 11th time and ask us, right? We can fix everything else later, but come to us first. Talk to us. Let us know so that we can send you out with the information that you need that keeps right. you safe, essentially. You know, it's not just something that see, we're going to be like, uh. I always say, when in doubt, reach out. Okay. Yes. When in yes. doubt, reach out. We had right. an officer. And um, one thing about all my officers know, if <laughs> they do something and get injured on a job like that, hey, if I have a chance to go there, I'll take a picture of everything, I'm going to show them in the PowerPoint. I'm going to put them on the screen, okay? So we had an officer um, who asked for a backup. He was there with Sheriff's Department serving a um, warrant. They had like 17, 18 um, um, officers you know, doing a search warrant, right? And um, he needed backup. He had two uh, German Shepherds in a crawl space, but they wanted to check that, right? He needed backup because he didn't feel safe. He called for backup. I said, 10-4, 10-12, I'll have somebody out there, 10-18, blah, 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 right? He didn't wait for backup. He succumbed mm -hmm. to the peer pressure of the other officers. Come on, man, you got this, man, you got this. Don't, you got this. No. He went in there by himself, succumbing to the pressures of peer pressure, not waiting for his backup. Goes inside the um, door and everything, gets one dog correctly, like that. Didn't secure the door, the trap door. The other dog comes out. One dog, okay. Two dogs, pack mentality. Alpha, beta, bad. Other dog circles him, tries to bite him. The dog he had on secure bit his leg. He goes down. The other one starts attacking him. So he has both dogs attacking him. And all the sheriff deputies are like, they don't know what to do because they can't shoot the dogs because they'll shoot him. Right. And then right. Um, he got ate up pretty bad. Okay. By that time, um, you know, my rest of my guys get there, get the dogs and everything like that. And, um, and he's pissed. I'm like, how can you be pissed at not following directions after you call that? Now, <clears throat> I have to go to the hospital, make sure he's okay. It's OJI. But I'm like this. And now I have to do what? Write him up for not following. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so my thing is for you guys out there, whoever's listening, if you ask for help, wait for the damn help. Right. Don't don't succumb to the peer pressure like this. Uh, okay. Well, I'm waiting for backup. They do it. You should do it. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's rare for me to call backup, but I do. That's no pride. I'm like mm -hmm. this. Hey, I need help. Oh, you need help? You Damn, I asked for it. Come on. Chop, chop. Come over here and we get a plan together and we go about business. Um, I learned a long time ago, you get one life out of this. <laughs> yeah. you, get one, you get one spin at the wheel, you know, and um, you should never succumb to peer pressure. I, you know, this is us. We're adults. We're a little older. We understand younger people do, you know, but uh -huh. me to you never succumb to peer pressure with something you can control and you have people coming to help you. Wait. You know, right. And that's so true. You know, like you said, you know, you're behind the wheel and you decide how that rest of that road trip is going to look for you throughout right. life. You know how your right. journey is going to end up based on the decisions that you make um, and based on, again, the pressures, dealing with the pressures, really understanding your strength as far as the mental component of, no, I got, I got this. I'm going to wait. Right. Um, going back to the siloed mentality, staying away from the silos. Yes, we're code. Yes, there's building. Yes, there's law enforcement. Yes, there's fire and all the other departments. But there's nothing that says that we have to live in a box. If anything, right. they have to think out of the box, right? We have right. to be able to, to have our lifeline in the form of the contacts that we need on our phone so that we can go ahead and make those connections. But in addition to that, to really understand the value of relying on other departments to assist us. If we're going to a property that has problematic animals, let's go ahead and get the people that are trained for that to come out and assist us. I mean, that's, that's their jam. That's what they do every day, right? That, that's how me and Marcus met. Yeah. I, I did a uh, in-service 
because I think Zellers said, "Hey, I got a guy." And never, I never met, I never seen Marcus. I'm like, I get there and everything, and then he heard my accent from Brooklyn. He from Brooklyn, you know, we boys. <laughs> and then I'm like this, and then anytime we have something, I'm like this ten four. We work as a team. <laughs> it's a yeah. beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, you know. Right. Right. And that's exactly it. You want to work as a team. You want to establish those relationships, right? You never know when you're going to need of each other. And not right. only that, but you also learn each other's procedures and processes, right? You know, oh, okay, I'm going to wait for code or, oh, I'm going to wait for law enforcement or right. animal control or fire right. because you establish those relationships. Um, I think, you know, for those of you that are out there that are looking for, you know, pretty robust, substantial training and really want to understand the tools of the trade, Kevin is the man to go to for these particular um, training types. And like like he mentioned before, he has, you know, big, big uh, time speakers, LLC, and he provides other training mechanisms for those that are looking for those. How does someone get a hold of you, Kevin, if they want to reach out for training? They can hit me up at um, katiehurst.com. Um, bigtimespeakers.com. They can look at um, my bigtimespeakersgmail.com. Um, just look me up. It's easy to find me. Um, me and my son have the same name, but I'm senior um, because um, I'm senior, damn it. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's that's <laughs> yes, that's that's me. And um, yeah. I yeah, I own all those domains like that. But um, if you just need to get to me directly, it's always kdhurst at gmail.com. You can get to me immediately i return everything probably the evening stuff like that and um i give you my google number and we could talk because i'm very personable uh i don't stand off and um i travel have you been traveling since the whole pandemic you know what i've traveled quite a bit yes i've traveled quite a bit this year so it's been actually pretty nice to to go in person and see you know our our family of code officers nationwide it's been really great yeah. I, th I think jennifer uh of course greg I see um, my boy Mills right here. Appreciate you all, you guys. I uh, appreciate Cece having me. Uh, as, as, as Mark said, Amaste, I really appreciate it. You need me anytime you know how to reach me. Absolutely. Well, it's been a true pleasure for us. It, it always is. Um, such a dynamic speaker, such a dynamic person, wealth of knowledge. Um, someone that I know I am reaching out to for my own trying to get that message around the world to help others. Um, a couple of things that I just kind of want to recap on our conversation yeah. this morning. Obviously, Mr. Kevin Hurst, consultant, national trainer, um, animal control safety guru. We already covered that important part of it. But in addition to that, um, we talked about having that exit plan, making sure that you have something ready to go. If, if you, if you, feel that something's going haywire you're in the property what's your exit strategy have you talked about it have, have you trained on it have you had meetings about it with your staff what does that look like complacency don't live in that world don't live in that mindset keep learning keep you know skillful and mind mind open if you will your mind open so that you're not falling into complacency love thyself Right? Love thyself. Take care of you. Remember how it's much about you me, baby. It's about me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Go home safe by keeping yes, those things in mind. And in the words of Vanilla Ice, stop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs> at the property, follow your SOP. <laughs> Make sure that you're staying in tune with your SOP. Make I like sure that. that for things that are out there that are going to be harmful to you um, and always always make sure you ask the questions you know yes. if you're in doubt when in doubt reach call out boss, call Kevin. reach, out. reach out. out man so many folks out in the code community that are willing to give you time to speak to you so that we can go ahead and hash things out to include your bosses so with that we appreciate everybody's time this morning kevin it's been a true pleasure and All i can't right. wait for continue chatting all right. Talk to y'all later. CC, I'm staying. Appreciate it. Y'all take it easy. All righty.